We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/recommend today. Let's do this. Another day, another dollar, another edition of The Drive. You're listening to The Drive on 6th and Sports Radio, 6thandsports.com, and the Odyssey app. My name is Karen Harrison. Excited to be here with you on this wonderful Wednesday as we continue to get you ready for Super Bowl 58 between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. So this is how the next couple of days are going to play itself out. I am here today. I will also be here tomorrow, Friday, I will be here, but not in Kansas City. I will be in Las Vegas for Friday's show from Radio Row. Rob tells me that we are working on Cam Newton. Now, if you've been listening to this show, you know that there are very few athletes that I would get excited about coming on the show. It's kind of the job at this point. But if you're telling me that we can have the Cam Newton that won the Heisman Trophy that played at Auburn on this show, I'm thrilled. I'm excited. So I want that for me. I guess I want that for you as well. But more importantly, I want that for me, for Cam Newton to come on the show Friday to help us preview Super Bowl 58 between your Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. We only have one guest today. We're sort of loading up for tomorrow and Friday. Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride is going to be on the show coming up in exactly one hour. We'll hear what Pete Sweeney has to say as he is live in Las Vegas, Nevada. We got a lot to get into over the course of today's show, but before we do any of it, well, hit it, Rob. Pizza time on the drive. Carrington, down the up right now. Call number six from the pizza from our friends over at Pizza Tassio. Pizza Tassio is Kansas City's best New York style pizza, and they've taken over the town. They lovingly use 100% whole milk mozzarella with all organic tomato sauce, all made by KC guys who both know and love pizza. They also have a killer selection of craft beers, local beers, and unique wines. So, Carrington, whether you're in the mood for, I don't know, maybe a slice or two, or you got a Super Bowl party coming up and you need a whole pie, be sure to visit them now at pizzatacio.com. That's pizza, T-A-S-C-I-O.com. I I need you guys to do me a couple of favors, actually three favors today. Number one, I need you listening to the drive each day at two o'clock. Number two, I need you to tell one friend. I don't need you to tell two friends. I just need you to tell one friend that if they want some of the best pizza in Kansas City and they also want the best big game coverage, then keep it locked in right here on 610 Sports Radio. And I want you to hope that Cam Newton comes on the show Friday. If you can do those three things for me, I'll be happy. You'll be happy. Everybody will be happy. Let's start today's show talking about the defense for the Kansas City Chiefs. Sometimes it feels good 
to hear people like Stephen A. Smith or a Nick Wright or a Pat McAfee or a Colin Cowherd say exactly what you've been saying about this game all week. This game to me is about Kansas City's defense. And if Kansas City's defense plays how they played for the first 20 games of the season, I feel very confident in their chances of winning on Sunday. San Francisco is a team that I think you can argue peaked maybe in November. They have not played their best football at the end of the season. If you don't believe me, believe a neutral observer, Colin Coward. Name brand defense, Niners. Yeah. The store brand is Kansas City. So all season, all these great quarterbacks against Kansas City's defense, young defense, you don't know their names, never allowed 30 points. The Niners did three times. Kirk Cousins ate the Niners' defense up. Stafford, Joe Burrow, big Sundays. So San Francisco's defense is just the name brand. There's Bosa, there's Fred Warner. You know the players. Armstead, Chase Young. The better defense easily, especially on the back end, the pass defense, is Kansas City. Also had more sacks, significantly more hurries up front. The defense shut down three highly productive offenses, two on the road in the playoffs. During the regular season, they only allowed 17 and a half points a game. I think that was second best in the league. Again, I've bought a lot of Kirkland stuff. It's good, too. Doesn't it feel good that the rest of the country is finally starting to notice what we have noticed this entire time? The Chiefs defense is elite and has been elite. I understand that Patrick Mahomes is absorbing a lot of the conversation. I understand that Travis Kelsey and his superstar relationship is taking up a lot of the oxygen. I understand how Brock Purdy and him is Mr. Irrelevant and Christian McCaffrey, who could win offensive player of the year. I get how they are taking up the headlines. The real story of Super Bowl 58 is about Kansas City's defense and how they are 60 minutes away from being a defense that people will talk about until the end of time. He's right about San Francisco's defense. They certainly have way more name brands than if you were just a casual observer of this game. If you are somebody that doesn't follow the Chiefs very closely and you are a Jacksonville Jaguar fan and you're just, you know what, it's the Super Bowl. I just want to watch a good football game. San Francisco has a lot of names of players that you know. Chase Young, you remember him from The Ohio State University, top five pick. You look up. Oh, hey, they got Chase Young on their team. Eric Armstead, a guy who's played at an all-pro level. Nick Bosa, who has won Defensive Player of the Year. You look at their linebacker group and Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner, Charvarius Ward. He's turned into a Pro Bowl caliber corner. They got a lot of names and people that you have heard of before. They gave up points on four of their first five drives against the Detroit Lions. They would have given up points on three out of five drives in the second half, but Detroit forgot that you could kick field goals. I saw an offense just a week ago move the ball up and down the field against the San Francisco 49ers, and you have now given Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey time to rest and time to prepare for your defense. What I'm about to play for you is something that should never be said at this point of the season. 
This audio that I'm going to play for you guys is not audio that came from October. This is not audio after a preseason football game. That would make sense to me. If you question the effort of the defense back in August, that aligns. Hey, we still got some stuff that we want to work on. Guys can't get too comfortable. Guys got to play with more energy and more effort. That would make sense in a week three game. This is the defensive coordinator of the San Francisco 49ers after the NFC championship game. Listen to this. Collectively, as a team, I can tell you, as a defense, it's unacceptable. All right, And we talked about that. Uh, I wish I could tell these guys on play four, on play 27, this is what's going to happen. You don't know. Uh, so we got to make sure that we play every down as if it's going to be the difference in the ball game. And you could see on those two particular plays, uh, it wasn't to our standard. And those guys understand and know that, and quite honestly, it was embarrassing. That is the defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers talking about his defense that played a game 11 days ago. That's embarrassing. We're questioning the effort of the defense with the Super Bowl on the line and the effort was unacceptable. You got to turn guys on with the Super Bowl on the line. You got to motivate guys to play. I just got bad energy coming from San Francisco. From the Chiefs starting the week in pads, San Francisco starting the week complaining about the firmness of the field from San Francisco's defensive coordinator calling the effort in the NFC championship game unacceptable and embarrassing. This is your legacy. This is everything that you work for. This is the final game of your season. And you got questions about a defense that you got a defensive player of the year on, that you got a top five pick, that you have a future Hall of Fame linebacker in Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw, who's one of the best linebackers in the league. You can't get those guys cohesive and playing their best football at the end of the season. We're seeing two teams where one team to me is ascending. Kansas City is playing their best football at this point of the year. They are figuring out what their offensive formula is. They've cut down on turnovers. They've cut down on the mistakes. And you are seeing a defense and a team to me that has been leaking oil. I was not impressed with them in the divisional round against Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers. And they needed a massive comeback at home against the Detroit Lions to even get to this stage. It's one thing to do that against Green Bay with their quarterback in his second postseason start. It's one thing to do that against Detroit, who has never been to this stage before, never been to this level. It's another thing to do this against a team that is as battle-tested and proven in big spots like Kansas City. More and more as this week continues to go on, as we get closer and closer to kickoff and game time and Reba McIntyre, I just continue to feel better and better about Kansas City. When you look at the numbers, when you look at the stats, and you look at how these two teams are currently playing, this is not a game that was played in October. If this game was played in October, I probably would have picked San Francisco. They were playing better than Kansas City at that time. 
But we are talking about at the end of the season for a Chiefs team that is going to come in here as re- as relatively well-rested and healthy as you can expect at this point in the season, an offense that is playing with confidence, a defense that is playing its best ball, and you're going up against a quarterback who has been very shaky in his last few postseason starts and a defense that has been leaking oil, and they have been declining over the last couple of weeks. I feel really good about Kansas City heading into this matchup. Coming up on the other side, we'll talk about San Francisco's quarterback, Brock Purdy, who is heading into his first Super Bowl. That's coming up. Keep it right here. It's The Drive. The Drive with Carrington Harrison, brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car, truck, or motorcycle wreck? Remember, Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kansas City, it's Isaiah Pacheco. You're listening to The Drive with Keraton Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. Hold on, guys. I do want to get back to the Super Bowl. I promise you we will get back to very serious football things as we prepare for Super Bowl 58. We have to talk about this. Did you just hear the commercial? That total wine and liquor, that's Lucas, right? That's Lucas Wine and Spirit Superstore, right? They rebranded. It's the same package. They just slapped a new coat of paint on it. That's the same people, right? I think Total Wine purchased Lucas, if I'm not mistaken. So hold on here. You were telling me that they replaced our dear friend. Lucas Wine and Spirit Superstore in a glass by itself. You're telling me that they replaced that jingle. That's legendary. You're telling me they replaced it with this? Total wine and more for a guaranteed win. 
What happened to the original person? Was he unavailable? They couldn't go get him to do it? Come on now. Total, Lucas, you're switching too many things up. You got to bring back the OG. You can't have a different person saying lemonade, lemonade, lemonade. No, there's only one person that can say it. You got to go. You got to keep the feeling. Restore the essence. They can't do this. They can't. You can't change the name and then change the jingle and just hire a completely different person. We're losing recipes. Who do we need to call to make this right? How do we get this guy back another job? He did a great job holding it down for them for years, and they're just going to replace him like this? Bring him back. We're going to speak to our kids one day about this the same way we did. Hey, it used to be Gates at Kauffman Stadium. We don't have that anymore. We don't have in a class or glass by itself anymore. We have whatever that other thing was. Total wine and liquor. Can you please bring back the Lucas jingle guy? Please bring him back. He was in a glass by himself. You or, don't got to keep the slogan, but at least at least give him the opportunity to send you a reference track. Let him sing on the hook. You keep saying him. It was a her. Lucas wine and spirit superstore in a glass by itself. I think that's a man. I think you're way off. I'm still going down thinking that that is a man. We'll literally never know. Total Wine stole we'll that never from know. us. We'll never know. But I just want him back on the jingle. So I don't know who we need to pass that message to at Total Wine and Liquor. Shout out to them. Shout out to Mr. Total, Mrs. Total. Thank you for your support of the show and the station. Please hire Mr. Lucas back. Please hire this man back to sing your jingle. I would appreciate it. Back to the Super Bowl. Why do you think that Brock Purdy isn't celebrated the way that a lot of late round draft picks are? Because I was looking this up earlier today, and I understand that Tom Brady damages the math on almost all of these conversations, like any of these conversations with how successful he was in his career. But did you know that there has never been a fifth round quarterback that has won a Super Bowl? There has never been a seventh round quarterback that has won a Super Bowl. There has only been one fourth-round quarterback that has won a Super Bowl. This is, if if Brock Purdy wins the Super Bowl, aside from Kurt Warner, it will be the latest someone was taken or undrafted since Kurt Warner. I just feel like Brock Purdy's story should be maybe celebrated a little bit more And I don't know if we look at him as the underdog that came out of nowhere that we should at this point in his career. It feels like that was more of a last year conversation when he was a rookie and it sort of came out of nowhere. This year, we treat Brock Purdy like he's a seven, eight-year vet. Hypercritical. Not a seventh-round pick who three years ago was losing games to Kansas. That's not how we talk about Brock Purdy. Why do you think that he doesn't get that sort of underdog come from nothing storyline that you usually would get with a late round quarterback? We just haven't had many players like this to to discuss in league history. Again, only one fourth round pick has ever won a Super Bowl. No fifth round pick aside from top Tom Brady. No sixth round pick has ever won a Super Bowl and no seventh round pick. This almost never happens in the National Football League. 
Is the answer as simple as we've become jaded? Like, honestly, in, when when Tom Brady was a thing, there was conversation about if he can do it. But we all loved the Tom Brady story. We all loved the Kurt Warner story. I know it's cross-sports comparison, but I think you'll understand every March, one Cinderella makes a run to the Sweet 16 or further, and we as a society all fall in love with them. But that doesn't happen at quarterback in the NFL anymore. We get too obsessed with are you elite or are you not elite? Are you a game manager or are you a player that wins because of who you are? I think as a football-viewing society, we became obsessed with ranking and pyramids and all these things of quarterbacks and how we look at quarterback that we almost lost the essence of what is a great story. We still have it in March Madness. We just don't have it in the NFL anymore. This is what I think it is. I think he joined a team that was too good. Like when you think about the Rams and the Kurt Warner story, the Rams as a whole came from nowhere. Never thought about the Rams. All of a sudden, this guy who used to be shocking Stelves at high V and then turn around and then was working like Kurt Warner's life is a movie. They turned it into a movie. The Kurt Warner story, the team out of nowhere, the coach who had never won the Super Bowl, this team that nobody suspected just went on to have one of the greatest offenses in the history of the league. Like it was the perfect package. I think San Francisco was too good. And the fact that they have already been to a Super Bowl with that same head coach and with a lot of the same pieces on offense and a very similar quarterback, I just don't know if Brock Purdy is going to get the credit that maybe he deserves up until this point unless they win. And if he wins the Super Bowl, then you can never take anything away from him. You won the Super Bowl. But it just seems like this is one of those rag-to-riches stories of overcoming. Like, Brock Purdy's story is why people like sports, right? Hey, it doesn't matter where you start. It's where you finish. It doesn't matter where you were drafted. You can make something out of yourself. He was the last pick in the draft. He beat out a quarterback who a team traded up in the first round to, spent three first-round picks, another quarterback on their team that was a top-five pick in Sam Darnold, and he is the one that made and he has guided his team to the Super Bowl. He's also 4-1 and one in postseason games and has been a really good and consistent regular season quarterback. I just feel like Brock Purdy should be celebrated a little bit more than he's been, and we have just constantly debated Brock Purdy for basically his entire career. Is it also maybe because we've seen Kyle Shanahan take a player who's not one of those stars and put them in this situation? Yeah. Like, I wonder if the roles are reversed, if the same thing would be happening if Purdy were a chief because Andy Reid can make any quarterback viable. Where if Brock Purdy was playing quarterback for, I don't know, name, name a generic NFL team, the Panthers, who have just a run-of-the-mill coach, we'd be viewing it differently. Like, oh, this guy, everyone looked missed out on this guy. He's clearly special. He's doing something different. Where Kyle Shanahan went to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, who a year and a half later is benched now the league. He almost went back to the Super Bowl with Jimmy G, who then got hurt and is now, like I said, out of the league. Kyle Shanahan made Matt Ryan an MVP. There are Hall of Fame conversations around Matt Ryan. It was his best year ever. Kyle Shanahan continues to do this with quarterbacks, and I wonder if we handcuff Purdy because, hey, we've seen your coach is great, and the coach makes you, not vice versa, where if he played for the Seahawks the way Russell Wilson did, because Russell Wilson was celebrated 
as a third round pick. I wonder if you played for a coach that wasn't known as a quarterback savant. We'd view him very differently. Yeah, I'm just I'm reading the text line right now. CDOT, why don't we just celebrate Nick Bullins while we're at it? I can't wait to dance on the grave of Brock Purdy. All this goes to show is how good of a coach that Kyle Shanahan is. Brock Purdy is the epitome of a game manager. The one thing I'll defend Brock Purdy on, he's not the only quarterback in the NFL who has good offensive pieces around them. I mean, I'm looking at the Baltimore Ravens. They got good offensive weapons, right? We haven't seen Lamar have this amount of success in the postseason. I mean, I'm not here to be the ultimate Brock Purdy defender. I just, if there was a quarterback who in his first two years has never lost a postseason game, the only game that they lost was the one that he started, but he got injured. That's the only loss that he's had. They have been good for both years. Out of the 21 starts that he has had, his team has won 17 of those starts and was actually, like, really good. It'd be one thing if we were talking about Rex Grossman. Like, you remember that one year where Rex Grossman went to the Super Bowl? Like, Rex Grossman was not that good. Like, you want to talk about a guy that got carried to the Super Bowl, it was him. I mean, in that season, so in 2006, Rex Grossman completed less than 55% of his passes, had 3,000 yards passing through 23 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. We will never see a quarterback that bad ever go to the Super Bowl. If we just simply removed where he went to school and where he got drafted, people would look at Brock Purdy as maybe the best young quarterback in the NFL. If Brock Purdy was drafted in the second round and he was Andy Dalton, for example, TCU, he was the 37th overall pick, or Derek Carr, people would talk about Brock Purdy like he's one of the five best quarterbacks in the league. Like a lot of it to me is... Actually, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm getting too. We Andy Dalton did a lot of winning in Cincinnati. Now he never made the Super Bowl, so he never won as much in the playoffs. And I get that, but come on now, there we as a sports viewing society went out of our way to knock Andy Dalton. This town was the ringleader of go after and knock Derek Carr. Derek Carr is a no one. There, there have been a lot of quarterbacks who got drafted higher than Brock Purdy, who we as a society went out of our way to find excuses to dislike. Those guys have existed too. I think he'd be more liked, don't get me wrong, but don't make it seem like he's a draft pick away from being beloved. But we've never seen a a young quarterback have his level of success and I think maybe be as scrutinized as he has been given his amount of success. This isn't year six, year seven for Brock Purdy. This is year two. He's 24 years old. At this point, he's been better than Ben Roethlisberger was in his first couple of years. He's been better than Russell Wilson was in his first couple of years in the NFL. I just think if we are looking at the numbers and what they've been able to accomplish, Brock Purdy has been, I think, a little bit better than people have given credit. I just, I was, I just found it interesting. He's not treated as that underdog story that everybody loves. And usually, I would say almost every era of NFL football that we have had, Brock Purdy would be beloved as a player. You were a seventh-round pick, Mr. Irrelevant. That draft pick never hits. And two years later, you find yourself in the Super Bowl? Like, it is a crazy story what Brock Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers have been able to accomplish. And if it was that easy, then they would have been able to do it with Trey Lance, who was the third overall pick in the draft. Mac Jones went to Alabama. He has come in the NFL and been terrible. I I just feel like Brock Purdy deserves a little bit of credit for what San Francisco has been able to do over the course of the last couple of seasons. 
Coming up on the other side, Craig Carton put his foot in his mouth again on Fox Sports 1, and we try to set him straight. Keep it right here, Sir Drive. You're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison. Remember to follow the show on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by Deep Esquale Moore. Car wreck? Get the money you deserve. Mike's got this on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Kansas City, it's George Karlaftis, and you're listening to The Drive with Carrington Harrison on 610 Sports Radio and the Odyssey app. You can get 15% off your online orders for carryout and delivery with promo code 610sports. Limit one per customer on a minimum $40 order. Check out Jefferson's. I actually had that for the AFC-NFC Championship weekend. And let me tell you, it was a hit at the function. 15% off online orders at Jefferson's, carryout, or delivery. All you need to do is use the promo code 610 Sports Radio. We'll be joined by Pete Sweeney coming up in about 20 minutes or so. I do want to finish this conversation really quickly about Brock Purdy. I was asking the question about Purdy. Usually when a quarterback has as much success as he has had and he has unheralded coming out of college the way that he is, you would think there would sort of be like, uh, hey, we want to see Brock Purdy do well. Like he would be like America's darling, America's underdog. It just doesn't really feel like that with Brock Purdy and sort of examining why that is. Someone on the text line says Brock Purdy will never be legitimized, uh, legitimized excuse me, until he does it without the best weapons in the game. This is where I feel like we're really unfair to quarterbacks and we create these just hypothetical goals that they have to achieve because then – 
it'll be, well, now you got to do it when you get paid. Like we do this with, like, this is the same argument that we make for Joe Burrow. Heisman Trophy winner, taking his team to a Super Bowl. Well, now you've gotten paid. Let's see how you do it when you don't have T. Higgins and when you don't have Tyler Boyd and when you got to pay Jamar Chase. Like, isn't this just football? Isn't this just the game? I'm not the biggest Brock Purdy fan in the world, but, I mean, if you in your first 21 games have 44 touchdown passes and 15 interceptions and get your team to the Super Bowl, I feel like we can give you a little bit of credit based on helping guide this team back to this stage that you've been in. And you got a you got a chance to win the Super Bowl. It just feels like Brock Purdy should get a little bit more love than he is getting, but not many people are giving Brock Purdy love. So, okay, I want to play what Craig Carton had to say. Craig Carton of uh, FS1, formerly of WFAN in New York City, he did his top ten rankings list of players in the Super Bowl. Here was it. All right, number one, the obvious one. Let's just get it out of the way before people start yelling at me. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. okay. Number one, the best player great, uh, in this game. All right. Oh, the second best player yeah. in this game, Brock Purdy. No argument at all. Let's go. Uh, I can, I'm, the only, I'm the only guy clapping. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Brock Purdy, obviously his record uh, is unmatched by any second-year quarterback. Number three, Christian McCaffrey. No one's going to argue that. Christian McCaffrey, arguably the best all-around player in the league, and certainly in this game. Number four, I think it's very obvious that this guy's instrumental in all the San Francisco 49ers' success, Debo Samuel. Yes, sir. Obviously, they have not won a single game this year when Debo doesn't finish the game. All right, number five, I think the most underrated wide receiver in all football, but you got to give it to Brandon Ayuk. Trent Williams, bang, number six. He's He's probably the best football player. Oh. In this game. Seventh, maybe caused a little controversy. Uh, George Kittle. All right, number eight. You said tight end to tight end. Not yet, because Nick Bosa is number eight. Fred Warner Boom. comes in at number nine. But I think the 10th best player in this game is a Kansas City Chief. Oh, let's give it to Harrison Bucker. All right. <laughs> All right. It was funny. You're a funny guy. Rob, can you help me just understand one thing about Debo Samuel? And I like Debo Samuel. I think Debo Samuel is a very good, very productive player. Do you know how many times Debo Samuel has had 1,000 yards receiving in his career? Once. Do you know how many times Debo Samuel has had more than 70 catches in his career? Once. Debo Samuel has never had a season in which he has had double-digit touchdowns. Are we putting a little bit too much sauce on Debo Samuel because he can run the football? And I want to be clear, I like Debo. He is a very good player. We talk about Debo Samuel like he's an elite, top-tier, wide receiver one. He's good. He's great. You can't have one 1,000-yard season in five years and be talked about the way that we talk about Devo Samuel. He has now become a little bit overrated because of his versatility. And he can do a lot. He can run the ball out of the backfield. You know what he is? Every team wants that gadget player. He just reached the final level of gadget player. Every team has tried to create Debo Samuel, and there's only one team that did it successfully. He is a good player. You don't know how many yards he had this year? 
He had 890 yards. He had fewer receiving yards than Rice did this season. He had fewer catches and fewer yards receiving than a rookie wide receiver at SMU this year. I'd like Debo Samuel. He is not a top five player in this game. In this game, Sneed and McDuffie will have more of an impact on the game than Debo Samuel will. Trent McDuffie and Sneed had a better season than Debo Samuel had. We don't got to do this with Debo. You want to do it with Kittle? Fine. First team all pro. You want to do it with Christian McCaffrey? Rob, you know, I think Christian McCaffrey should have won MVP. Debo Samuel is not a top five player in this game. Not based on his track record and what he's been as a player or what he accomplished this season. He hasn't had a 100-yard rest. He had two this season. He had fewer yards than Travis Kelsey, who looked old for most of the year. We don't got to do this with Debo. We really don't. I don't disagree with you on Debo, but I feel like you're looking at the minutia, not the wider story. Mr. Security Fraud himself had Brock Purdy at two and no other chief in the top ten okay, except well, for the kicker. That's that's criminal, too. Like, you're right about Debo. We overvalue Debo because he does a little bit of everything. But I don't think we should be talking about Debo on regarding that list. We've run about Purdy at two. No Kelsey, but Kittle somehow just made the list. A linebacker, Fred Warner, on there. But Chris Jones somehow not on the list. Like, Offensive line is super important. Trent Williams is good, but he's better than Chris Jones. He's better than Travis Kelsey. I'm not letting Mr. Wire Fraud get away with that list by getting hung up on the minutia of Debo Samuel at four. Yeah, I guess to me with Debo Samuel, it's much more of a bigger point. You're with you. Like, I don't want to argue every individual one, and only having two Chiefs players on the list is ridiculous. I think we all know if you're going to put Harrison Bucker at number 10, the list is tongue-in-cheek. I just think that we have treated, like, I'm, I'm reading the text line. See, Debo is a Swiss army knife. No other wide receiver does what he does consistently, and that is a true elite skill. He had 200 yards rushing this season. You're right. No other receiver does this because they don't give him carries. Would you rather have Justin Jefferson's 1,400 yards receiving or Debo Samuel's 900 yards receiving and his 175 yards rushing? Again, I like Debo. If you want to run a reverse, he's good at it. I just, he's way less of a gadget player than I think people maybe know the numbers and way less productive as a, he has one season in which he has had more than 900 yards receiving. One. He's fine. He's a good player. He's not A.J. Brown. He's not Tyree Kill. He's not Justin Jefferson. He's not DeAndre Hopkins. He's not Mike Evans. He's not a top 15 wide receiver in the league. Is he the best wide receiver on his team? That's like a that, good question. That, that's an honest question. Like, at first, I think the knee jerk is yes, because he's got more name cachet, but are we so sure he's better than Brandon Ayuk? I'm not 100% convinced of that. I like Brandon Ayuk, though. I actually think Brandon Ayuk is, is Rasheed Rice's ceiling. Like, if you're asking, like, what could Rasheed Rice be if he develops a little bit more downfield? Because I think that's a noticeable difference in their game is that Brandon Ayuk can beat you over the top and down the field, and they just haven't gotten to that level of Rasheed Rice's skill set. And if he could develop that part of his game, then, yeah, I think he could be a, a, a very dangerous weapon down the field. I think that is a potential ceiling for wherever Rasheed Rice is. And I really don't want to come off like I think Debo Samuel is a bad player. I, I really don't think he is a bad player. But this season, 
he had less than 900 yards receiving and less than and had 225 yards rushing. He he is a good player. I just think that we are treating Debo Samuel like he is one of those guys, and I don't think he's one of them. They've gone up against those kind of guys before. I, that they've gone up against him. As a wide receiver, he's probably Zay Flowers in terms of like skill set. He's he's a more physical version of Zay Flowers. I just saw what they did against Zay Flowers, which I mean, it it was all right. It was pretty good. He had a couple of good catches in the game. He fumbled. I mean, Zay Flowers cost the team the game, but also Zay Flowers also had a a good game. Like we can, two things can be true at once. Zay Flowers definitely cost the team the game with the fumble and the taunting, but he also was very good this season in that game for a rookie. But yeah, Debo is a physical specimen who plays receiver and running back and Kyle Shanahan puts him in cool positions to do great things. He is, you know what Debo is? And this is going to come off very insulting and that's the game. He's what I imagined DeAnthony Thomas would be in the NFL. Remember in Oregon, DeAnthony Thomas did everything. He ran the ball. He caught the ball. He punt returned. DeAnthony Thomas in college was every NCAA football video game players dream. He did it all. I thought Andy Reid would unlock DeAnthony Thomas in that capacity. He didn't because he's just not big enough. Debo Samuel did get unlocked in that capacity. No, I agree with you. I would say for Debo Samuel, he is just the gadget player that worked out. Like every team tries this wide receiver that can also run it a little bit, play a little special teams, run the football. Like we, we have all, Hey, I think this guy can work. I think this guy can work. Debo Samuel is one of the few that has actually worked out that can do a little bit of everything. I don't think he does like any one thing great. Like he's, he's not wide receiver. Number one, he doesn't really contribute enough in the run game. They tried to have him contribute more in the run game. He didn't really like being a running back and wanted to be treated more like a wide receiver. Just, I, I I just, I just think he's a good player that we talk about. Like he's a great player coming up in a little bit. We'll be joined by Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead pride. Pete Sweeney will join us coming up in a bit. Rob has been, Saying, we got to talk about this. We got to talk about this. Well, you know what, Rob? You'll get your wish. Clark Hunt, he was on the midday show yesterday, and he was asked about a roof on Arrowhead Stadium. Here's what he said. We like playing in an outdoor stadium uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, Like having the guys playing on grass. Uh, I think that's something that makes Kansas City attractive from a free agent standpoint. We also like playing in the elements in December and January. We think that gives us uh, an advantage, and I would point to uh, this year's wild card game as a prime example of that, right? That was, that was a cold <laughs> evening for sure, but uh, I, I, think, I think it was to our advantage to be playing in, in that environment. So uh, the renovation plans do not include a roof. I think this is the right decision. I think this is the right decision for a couple of reasons. I think it's very obvious that Clark Hunt is very, very passionate about Arrowhead, which makes sense. He practically grew up in Arrowhead. Arrowhead means a lot to him. It means a lot to his family. So I think they view it as, hey, if we put a dome on here, we drastically change what Arrowhead is. That every time you go, it is one of the premier outdoor experiences that you can have in the United States and in the world. And we want to keep it that way. I think they also just let you know, hey, we think football is an outside game. 
And we think that football should be played on grass, which is obviously very important to them. And we also think that football should be played outside. And we feel like that gives us an advantage. I think we saw that in the one home postseason game that they had this year where that game was won before they ever started playing because one team was prepared to handle the cold. The other team was not. Now, this is interesting, and this is what I would like to talk to you about, Rob. Our guy, Josh Klingler, he thinks that this should be a vote. Hey, if you guys are asking for our money to help pay for the renovations at Arrowhead, we should get a say on whether or not that you have a roof over it. We should have a say in this. Now, I'm not maybe as passionate about the roof for this reason. If they get a roof, then they're going to get the final four which is going to turn into a Jayhawk convention. Now, I know what you're going to say. It's good for the area. Don't we have enough stuff? We got the World Cup coming, right? We have the AFC Championship game almost every single year. Taylor Swift lives here. We're fine. We're moving the streetcar. We got a new airport. We're good. We don't need a Jayhawk convention. They already have one. Now, I know Iowa State, sometimes they share it, but they already have their own Jayhawk convention. I don't want another one. And if that's the biggest reason on why they should get it is, well, one time we'll get the Super Bowl and we'll get the Final Four. I don't want it. No thanks. It's obviously you guys don't mind going out there in the cold. It was negative 31 degrees outside and it was packed. So you guys are fine with being outside. I've seen the outdoor concerts at Arrowhead. Hell, I've been to them. You like being outside. So that's not room enough for me to be moved on this roof. I'm fine with it the way it is. Yeah, but Carrington, it's clear. Come on now. We we can see what they're doing without saying it. They are making Arrowhead an event space. Every single year on the calendar, they have more and more events. Remember, it used to be just they had Monster Jam out there and Chiefs games. Now they have Monster Jam and a beer fest and a barbecue fest and three or four concerts and this, that, and the other. They got tons of events out there. They do. They are turning Arrowhead into an event center. If Arrowhead is going to be an event center that the Jackson County voters are going to foot the bill, yeah. they should be able to put a roof on it and get more exciting events like the Super Bowl or the Final Four or things of that magnitude. It shouldn't be just, hey, we're a summer event place that has a football team. They should be an event place. Either lean into it or stop doing events and just be a football stadium. Don't dip your toe in the water. And you being anti-Final Four, the Jayhawk convention part aside, sound like those losers that hated the new airport idea. I don't like change. No, change is for the better. My team's not playing the Final Four. I, you want me to help pay? So you want me to pay the tax for something you don't pay taxes on so, so you can go see more home games? No, if you want to go see KU play a home game, get on K-10. And you can go see all the home games you want. You can watch all the heart, all the home games to your heart content. I'm not paying for that. No. So you want me to pay for a game that I can't afford to go to the Super Bowl and for you to have more home games? Absolutely not. You figure that out in your own time. I'm not paying for that nonsense. And why are you anti more revenue in the county? Because if you have, I we got, don't know. We got six World Cup games. That's enough revenue. You, you don't know, need any more money. How many times has Aaron Ladd tweeted out, Insert artist X, skip Kansas City. It's a February event. You Guess think, where they wouldn't skip? You think that what's stopping them from getting Adele is the roof on air? That's what's stopping them from getting they Adele. They could open up a winter window of concerts. Maybe Justin Timberlake wouldn't do MSG and fly straight to Lincoln, Nebraska. Okay. He would come here. <laughs> okay, no, that's, that could be it. That's what's holding us back.
from the Justin Timberlake. Co- even though he has performed at Sprint Center or T-Mobile or Cricket Wireless or I don't know what that place is called anymore. He's been there just fine. No. I ain't paying for no roof. Why don't you want WrestleMania in Jackson County? People are asking. They have WrestleMania on outdoor stadiums all the time. They need a roof. Roof needed. They have it at outdoor stadiums. I've seen it. Someone said, Rob is right. Retractable roof. I mean, hey. Clark told you no. Clark doesn't want your retractable roof. He's fine. If he's fine, I'm fine. Team Clark. Clark's also going to ask your taxpayer money for hotels out there. You're still going to be Team Clark that Yeah, day? no, I'm on that team. I'm on that team. I love a nice little movie theater over there. You know, just put a little movie theater right there where Kaufman used to be. Go and put a little movie theater over there. I'm, I'm down for it. Put a little shopping district out there. You know, I'm, I'm down. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll be joined by Pete Sweeney live from Las Vegas, Nevada, as we continue to get you ready for Super Bowl 58. Keep it right here, so drive. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.